Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you now ready to be renewed by the Word? Amen. Do you believe that the best is yet to come upon your life? Do you believe that when you come to church, something's happening in your life? Amen. Amen. So just before we get into the Word, let's all be in a moment of silence as we pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, O Lord, to receive, Lord, a very powerful truth that comes from you alone, Lord. We believe, God, that your word is alive, Lord, and it will move into our hearts right now in the name of Jesus. I pray right now, O Lord, for hearts that are open to receive, for minds, Lord Jesus, that are receptive to your word, O Lord, that every seed, Lord God, that shall be planted upon them, Lord, it will really be planted in good and fertile soil. Father, right now, I declare, Lord, through this word, Lord, give us a spirit of generosity, O Father. That, Lord, allow us, forget to give to you our best because you deserve nothing but the best, O Lord. Even I pray right now, Lord, I, I humble myself before you, Lord. Just hide me behind your back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Just before we get into the Word. Going back to basics, what do we have to bring into the church every every Friday? Can you raise your Bibles? Who has them all in your Bibles? Amen. Amen. <laughs> so next time, always bring your Bible because we don't have holy mobile, we only have holy Bible. I believe your mobiles are all having all those Bibles, but then it's still always better to go back to the basics. Amen. And that means to have your physical Bible with you. It doesn't have to be big, but if you want the bigger ones, then you can you can go and have those. But then it's always important wherever you go, bring your Bibles with you because that is your armor, that is your shield. Amen. Tell the person next to you, bring your Bible next week. And you tell him, yes, I will bring my Bible. Amen. Who among here you brought your Bibles? Can you raise your Bibles? Can you raise your Bibles right now? Because we're going to give them a big hand for faithfully bringing their Bibles. Amen. Next time, everybody will be raising their hands because we will all be bringing our Bibles. Amen. So again, I'm excited to be here. Just if people are wondering, if you have been joining us since time, if you've been wondering why we don't have the giving yet, because you will have it later on. So hold on, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Amen? Because Lord giving is your topic. Amen? Therefore, because I believe once we understand why we do what we do, it's not very difficult to do what we do. Because sometimes, if you really don't understand why you're doing something, you're just doing it because others are doing it, you would not be faithful in doing the thing that you are doing. Amen? So right now, we have to understand by heart, why should we give to God? Why do we offer our best to the Lord? Amen? Because nobody here wants to run dry. Do you want to run dry? No. Do you want your finances to run dry? No. Your jobs to run dry? No. Amen? So that's why we're entitling this message. Collective. Never run dry. Can you tell the person next to you never run dry? And there's a power in declaration. Amen? Amen. You will tell your bank account today, never run dry. You will tell your fridge today, never run dry. Amen? And you will tell your heart today, never run dry. Amen? Do we want it that things will never run dry over our lives? Amen? So it says here that Generosity is love in action. Do you know how to love? Yes. Have you ever been in love? Yes. Love? Amen. But love can never be love 
without a generosity. Because it's easy to say love. It's easy to tell someone that you love someone, but until you give, until you give a part of you, you never can be loved. Amen? So it says here right now, generosity is love in action. We always say this in church, we can give without loving, but we can never truly love without giving. Because love gives. Amen? Let me just tell you, we're all adults here. Love gives, lust gets. Love gives, lust, it just gets. So we better assess for ourselves right now, am I really loving or am I just lusting? Do I just, do I really want to give or do I just want to take? Because the world right now is promoting, give me, I would take, you make me feel brand new. <laughs> the world is promoting, get and get and get. But the Bible is promoting, you have to give, give and give. You know what? There's, there's um, a website, it's called BibleGateway.com. BibleGateway.com, are you familiar with it? Amen. You're not just familiar with Facebook, right? You're familiar with BibleGateway.com. The word believe in BibleGateway.com, if you search, they have, this, they have this search engine that if you key in the word, they'll tell you how many times that word has been used in the Bible. In the New King James Version, BibleGateway.com, according to the earlier search engine, the word believe was shown 289 times. The word pray, praying is important, right? It was discussed 367 times. The word love, 686 times in the entire Bible. But the word give, 1,433 times. Because if God is love, love is about giving. Lust is about taking and getting. So God is very much concerned about the concept of giving. So that's why we're talking about it today. Amen? Are you ready to have your minds removed? Do you want to be blessed? Do you really want to be blessed over your life? Amen? To be blessed, you must have faith and follow God's instructions. So, let's if we just go to the verse, it says here, can we read all together in 1 Kings 17, 2-4? Yeah. to Elijah this time. Because Elijah said that there's going to be no rain. For among in here, you believe that when there's no rain, it's going to be drought. Amen? Have you tried having no rain for the next three years? It's going to be hot. Plants are not going to grow. Vegetation is not going to prosper. Even your livestock are not going to, you're not going to prosper. So there's entirely drought in the entire nation. And in verse 2, God began to tell Elijah. And the verse started, Then the word of the Lord came. Then the word of the Lord came. Elijah's life is relatively affected by how the Lord, how he accepted the word of the Lord. Because if the Lord, the word of the Lord may come, but if I don't accept it well, 
nothing's gonna happen. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward, and hide by the brook chariot which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. It says here, God was telling Elijah, while everybody else is in crisis, I want to protect you. I want to send you somewhere where you can drink and where you can eat. And that's the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord will instruct you. Amen? But even if the Lord, word of the Lord may instruct you, but you don't follow the instructions, don't expect to get the same result. Amen? Declare right now, the word of the Lord came to me. The word of the Lord will come to you today. But you have to observe and you have to follow the instructions that the Lord would like to give you. Because for example, in the concept of the world, if you want to have more, I gotta take more. Amen? But the concept of the Lord is, if you want to, give, if you want to have more, how much are you willing to give? Amen? Because the concept of the Lord, if you want to have more, how much are you willing to plan for it? Amen? Because the word of the Lord is different from the world. Amen. So it says here, are you willing to obey? And sometimes, the most important things and the most basic things are the most difficult to obey. Say for example, bring your Bible. I will never forget my mobile, but I forget my Bible. Amen. I would just go out of the house, even though I've walked like 200 meters already, on direct heat. But if I left my phone, even though I'm running late, I'll go back, take my phone, because it's important. But if I forget my Bible, the Lord will understand. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Sometimes the most basic things, and we tell God, Lord, we love you, we cry when we worship. But obeying the simplest word is becoming so difficult. It's so hard for us to pray for 10 minutes, but never too hard to do Facebook for 10 hours. Amen? It's always too hard for us to go to church and we would always look at our watch. What time is it now? How long will this pastor speak? But it's never too long when you go out, make gala, anywhere and everywhere. And you would still say, Time flies so fast. You want to be blessed, and then God is telling you what to do, but I don't want to do it. Say, for example, it's easy to invest on things of the world than to put your investment in the little yellow basket in front. The value of something becomes different. I want to eat steak. It's 50 dirhams. Wow, it's just 50? I go there, it's just 50. Now let's give to the Lord. 50. It's too much. Amen. There was this story that there are money talking to each other. The 1,000 dirham was so busy. He was wanting to go And the mother monies were telling him, what happened? I'm very dizzy. I'm always riding the plane. Five hundred dirham also was very dizzy. Why? Because I always take the private car. And then the hundred also taking the metro. 
the vibe that happens in the fields, we're also there vomiting. Are you also dizzy? Why? Because you are always in the envelope. Because God will never ask you something He can't do. He will never ask you to give up until He also give. Because He's setting an example. And when He gave, He did not just give, okay, for the people else had 10,000 angels. No. He sent His best. Because that's how He loves. And that's how we ought to love Jesus also. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's spare the fields. Let's make them rest. Amen? Let's spare the five. Let's make them rest. Amen? Because there's an instruction that if you type, that if you give, then the, open, then the heavens will open up for you. You want the open heavens, but I don't want the giving part. I just want the open heavens. Can that happen? Because whenever there's an if, there's always a then. Don't just want the then. Do the if. Just like Elijah, because he received the word, what did he do? He clicked. <laughs> you just click it. Click. Yeah. The, the word of the Lord says in 1 Kings 2, um, 5 to 6. No, you can go back. Now let me just read from here, 5 to 6. Because he received the word of the Lord, he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and did. Because there was a word, he went and did. If you believe that the word of the Lord has come upon you right now, go and do. Amen? Because with that, there's a promise. It says here, So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. Can you believe that? Isn't it awesome? Well, everybody else is hungry. Here we have Elijah having the delivery, not from Talabat, from the ravens. Every morning when you wake up, he will have this bread and he will have this cake. But he has to be in a place where God wanted him to be. Because the raven will only go to the place where God told them to do. Amen? If you want to receive the blessing of the Lord, be where God wanted you to be. Because the blessing is there. Amen? It says here, and it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, again, the word of the Lord came, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. It says here, if you will see, Elijah Elijah, it has never been an issue for him to obey. Amen? When God says, go, he goes. When God says, stop, 
he stops. When God says do, he does. That's why he's always provided. And then we wonder, Lord, where are only my brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord? In the church, they're having what they're having. Maybe because they're obeying more than how you do. If you want to be blessed, obey. Tell the person next to you, obey. Obey. Then, so, where did he go? He went to Zarephath. So it says here, Can I click it now? Okay. Okay. So, so he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. So, Elijah was told by the Lord to go to a place called Zarephath because he commanded a widow to be there. Amen? So he says here, he saw the widow there gathering up sticks. God will always lead you to your there. What is your there? Elijah, God told Elijah to go there. The wind, the, God told the widow to go there. Sometimes you're there may not be a pleasing place. But you have to be there. Sometimes you're there will be a place of brokenness. But you have to be there. Amen. Sometimes you wonder, why am I here, God? Because that's your there. Lord, why am I, why am I suffering from this, God? Because that's your there. You're there is the place where God will bless you. Amen? Amen. You're there may not be comfortable. It may even be a place of need, of brokenness. But it is in that place where you will be blessed. Sometimes you cannot understand where God is leading you. But God doesn't need to explain to you. Amen? Amen. Will you obey God the moment He explains? Can you tell God, Lord, explain to me first why? Amen? Because when God told Elijah that the widow will be there for you, he didn't say, God, can you give me the details of the widow? What is the profile? How much is her salary? Can she beat me? Where is her house? Without questions, he went to the there because he knows that the word of the Lord has anointing in it. Amen? So when God tells you something to do, do it. May not be logical. May not be rational. Sometimes all you have God is all you have left. And then you hear the word of the Lord in the church says, Give! And it will come back to you. And then I will say, Lord, let's be logical sometimes. This is the last. But Elijah never asked for an explanation. He just obeyed. Even without the one. Amen? Amen. So, God has already made provisions for everything He has promised. Do you believe that God has already provided for you? Do you believe that God has already provided for you? And what it says here, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. That's why in Psalms 23, He said, You shall never be in want. Because everything that I need is already there. It's not coming. It's already there. Amen. It's already there. It will not come. It's already there. Amen. So it says here, we have received all of this by coming to know Him. You will only receive it when you know Him. The one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, 
He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Because Elijah obeyed, because Elijah went to his there without questions, he never experienced the crisis. Amen. Amen. You would wonder why among your office mates, when the rest is suffering, you would wonder why, God, I'm so alright. Because you are in your there. Because even though the world may run dry, you will never run dry. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't really wonder why. Like my, my office mates, if I may just share. My office mates with all these complaints, we don't have anything anymore, we don't have this, my rent is gonna go up, and then I'm wondering, God, why? I'm the one having months of delay. Lord, they never got delayed. They got delayed in weeks, they cry. I got delayed in months, I still grow. <laughs> Amen. Because I go to the there where God is leading me to. And He said, ground can never touch you. Hunger can never touch you. Because I have already provided for you. Amen? That's what we get from Elijah. Obey. I haven't seen anybody gone by because they obeyed. I have never seen anybody run dry because they obeyed. Amen? And also we call here, we say here, God blesses the giver. Can you say that? God blesses the giver. God blesses the giver. So he said here, God always solicits a response from you before you see the miraculous. So he said here in the verse, and he told to her. So this Elijah met the widow. They met for the very first time. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it. So can you imagine the scenario? The widow coming there, picking up sticks. Elijah going there, looking for the widow. The word of the Lord said, the widow will feed you. So maybe he was checking out, is this the widow, Lord? When he saw, maybe he was expecting a rich widow. With the chariots and everything. Because he will be fed. But then when he was there, welcome to Zerophat. And then he went there, he saw an old woman. When he looked, seriously? Is this really the woman who bless me? Can I check? Um, can you give me water? If this says yes, then this is the widow because God told me that this will be the, this will be the woman who will feed me. Sometimes we would ask, Lord, you could have sent Elijah to someone rich, but why to someone who's nothing? Lord, you could, you could have sent Elijah to someone who could afford, but why did you send Elijah to someone who literally had nothing, who would be dead after they eat the last meal? Have you asked that to God? Well, I was asking that to God. God was revealing to me because that widow is the one who needs the miracle. That's why she was the one that's being asked for because she was the one who needs the miracle. The rich didn't need that. Sometimes when you're in church and you have nothing to give, sometimes you say that next time. Allow the people that has much to give. But isn't it that you're the one needing it? Isn't it maybe you're the one when you see the yellow box here and you would tell God, right, this is the last. 
you would understand if I won't, right? But God is telling us, I'm asking you for it because you're the one who needs to hear Amen? Because you're the one who needs to plant that seed. Amen? Here she was gathering out sticks to build a fire and cook for her and her son's last meal. And a foreigner came up. We would also think here, how would the widow feel? Maybe let's have a backstory of the, Bible, of, the, of, the, of the woman. Because when we read the Bible, we should always see that they have emotions. Amen? Don't just read the Bible as, and then the widow came to her and they finished. When you read it, think about how they would feel. Think about what they're going through. So imagine this. Have you ever been in a situation in your life when you had nothing to eat? When in tomorrow you would die? Nothing. This widow literally had nothing. Maybe she was at home. Maybe the boy, maybe the little boy was crying, Mama, I'm hungry. Maybe when she looked at her cupboard, all she saw was a handful of flour and an oil. And she really had nothing to go to anymore. The son was crying, I'm really hungry. You know what, a parent, you can never take it. Yeah? When you see your children hungry. It would break you. So what did the woman do? She went out, not knowing where to go. She would gather sticks, thinking about, I'm cooking my last meal. I'm cooking the last. When I go home, I will cook the last bread. Me and my son, will die today. Maybe she was too focused on that. And then suddenly, an old man came and said, Maybe she could have thought, Lord, you sent me here, yeah? Maybe he was also expecting Elijah to give. But then what did Elijah do? Water. Hey, come on, I have my needs too. Don't you know what I'm going through? I have the last floor and the last oil. And then how dare you ask for water? Have you also experienced that? You have nothing left. And then somebody asks you for help. You have nothing left. And then the yellow box comes. And then you would how dare you ask me for my tithes? You know, you don't know anything. I'm going through a very tough time. But what did the widow do? It says here, God always solicits a response from you before you see the miraculous. She sent it as she was going to get it. So she did not even bother. Water. So, okay, water. She was giving because she knows how to be in need. She was giving because she knows how bad it is to thirst. She was giving because she knows how it feels. As she was going to get it, he called to her, Matindi Elijah. Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. She was about to get the water. And then, hey, wait. Water I can give you. It has no payment. We have well. But wait. Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. When you look at Elijah right now, don't you understand what she's going through? Don't you think Elijah hasn't thought of that also? When she was asking, Lord, should I really ask? I know she has nothing. 
Because Elijah did what the Lord said. Elijah did, not according to what he saw. Because God clearly told him that the woman will feed you. Even though she know, he knows the situation, that she has nothing, but I have to act on the Lord's command. I don't have to calculate. Amen? Because sometimes we calculate things before we ask for things. Before we act on something, we tend to analyze things and begin to plan. But God is just telling you to do one thing. Elijah could have told God, Lord, let's have a meeting first. Don't you have a heart? This widow is very poor. She has nothing left. Should I still really ask her? Can I ask somebody else? But then, he boldly, he said, please bring me a morsel of bread. And you know what the, the response of the widow was? I do not have bread. And only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar and see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that he may eat it and die. Let's make it more effective. Can you please? Maybe. For a little more dramatic. <laughs> Maybe. When she was about to go out, I'll get you water, even though I have needs. Okay, I'll go grab water. And then Elijah began to say, Give me bread. Maybe an instrumental music was playing in her mind. Don't you know I don't have flour? Don't you know? Don't you know my son at home is crying, begging for food? Hey, old man, I'm here gathering sticks because we'll be eating our last. Maybe a tear fell down our eyes. But what did Elijah say? It's not Elijah. When God asks us to give, He gives us a promise. Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, go, cook the bread, cook the cake, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. Is Elijah being too rude? Go, do what you said you would do. Maybe the woman said, I don't have to share my blood, praise the Lord. But Elijah said, But make a cake first, then bring it to me. After I eat, go and cook for your son. Because Matthew 6 clearly says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the rest shall be added unto you. That when you prioritize God, that when you give God your first, He will never allow you to run dry. That you will never run dry. Amen? He was saying, don't worry about turning out of food and starving to death. Trust God and make me some bread first. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up 
nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. That is a promise of never running dry. That when you give to God first, you will never run dry. Yeah. And when you give God first, you will never be empty because God will make sure that you are provided. Amen? Because you will always receive much more in return than what you give. Amen. So that is the opening of our message for today. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, our release gets in motion God's release. Because God saw that the widow, despite her need, she released. God also released. Because if we release to God what is in our hands, He will release to us what is in His heart. God needs to have a reaction from you first. Do you want me to release? Therefore, release also to me. Do you want to receive? Come on, release. Because you know what? The standards of God is different from ours. One day in the presence of the Lord is thousand. Elsewhere. If one is to one thousand, if you give your one, God will give you more than what you have ever released. Because remember, assuredly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. If you release here on earth, the heaven will also release. But if you withhold here on earth, the heaven will also withhold. The heaven is just waiting for the response that He is getting from you. Maybe you've always been running dry because I'm always too scared to release. To let go. To give. Because if you give, you will receive. Amen? He says there, that's why in Luke 6 it says, give and you will receive. It did not just say receive, it says give and then you will receive. The receiving comes after the giving. Do not accept the receiving without the giving. Because it says here, you will be given much. It will be poured into your hands more than you can hold. You will be given so much that it will spill into your lap. The way you give to others is the way God will give to you. Amen. Do you want that Amen. immeasurable blessing? Amen. Your problem is, why don't you lose it? If you had, go back to you. Where will I get next time? The problem is, blessings come after blessings come after blessings that there will be no room enough for it. And that you would never... I mean, Paolo told me, you did not preach today. He told me last Friday. You did not preach this Friday. But why are you the one being blessed? Because when God starts, He can never stop. Because whatever you release, He will release. Whatever you withhold, He will withhold. If you want to receive, then the most favorite part of the service should have been the yellow box here. Because that's the time that I can release so that God can release what's drew me. But as long as I sit and I say, Spirit of generosity, get out in the name of Jesus. I can never expect the receiving part. Amen? Sometimes, God is 
prompting you to give, but then you would always stop. Lord, what ngayon, please? Amen? He also says here, bring your full tithe to the treasury so there will be ample provisions. Test me in this and see if I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams. Those things that you can never imagine, it could be possible when you release. Because God will also release that back to you. Amen? Release and it will be released. Withhold and it will be withheld. He also says here, so Jesus answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, there is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now. When? 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 When will you receive? This time. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lads. You know what? I, I'm a nurse. Any anybody here who's a nurse? We you know we have nurses here. I really I really went I really took up nursing because my mother said so. <laughs> and because I didn't because not because I did I wanted to. I've been praying for Australia for like ever since. That's the reason why I took up nursing. And I don't know why it never happened yet. And then I began to serve God. I began to be just so all out to God. And then at that time, the Australia offer came. I was all out to God this time. And then my cousin told, okay, your papers will be ready for Australia, so better be ready, it's going to be about two months. At the same time, my pastor told me, I would like to train you to become a pastor but he needed to stay in the Philippines. And when Australia is on its way, I could have said, God, you are the God in Australia, right? Same God, right? I want to taste Australia flavor, Lord. And then I told God, Lord, can you give me a word? I opened my Bible and the verse said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers. There is no one who has left that will have more. That? It's not in Australia. It's here. And I told my mom, Ma, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm not going to Australia anymore. My mom said, you are sick. But because of that release, Receive more than what Australia can offer. I receive the family. I'm here in church, I'm here in Dubai, I'm talking to you. Because you will never imagine how powerful God's release can be up until you release what's in your heart. Amen? So he says here Elijah took little bit of food she had, and God gave her three years of food back. Elijah just took a small piece of cake. But for the next three years, their family never ran dry. Never ran dry. Because we will never be able to outgive God. Amen? 
God wants you to understand that whatever you give because of Him, you're not giving it away. It will be multiplied back to you. It will always find its way back. So don't be afraid to give your best to God because you know what? It will always come back. Amen? It also says here, so she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bit of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. A seed released becomes a harvest. A seed withheld remains a seed. Unless it's planted. Unless it's released. It will never grow. Are you ready to plant? Here is seed. Have you ever seen a mango seed? One mango seed. Was there ever a time when you planted that one mango seed and then the tree grew and poof, there's only one mango to be harvested. <laughs> one seed has the potential to grow. But first, it has to be released. It has to be planted. Isn't it crazy when one day, a farmer would expect, of course, tomorrow I will harvest. Yeah, hey! And then somebody asked him, when did you plant? Planting? What planting? I only want the harvest. But if you want to harvest, you ought to plant. Amen? And today is a planting season. Today is a planting season. We will give you the opportunity to plant. And then you will testify how you harvested it. Amen? Because a seed released remains a seed. A harvest. A seed withheld remains a seed. Because it says here in John 12, 24, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. You never plant a seed that just harvest one seed. Sometimes it hurts. Amen. Especially if that's your best. Sometimes it hurts. Especially if what God is telling you to release matters so much to you. But then always remember this. If you keep on withholding it, it will remain a single seed. But if you release it, it will grow. Tell the person next to you, it will grow. Planting is a step of faith. And so is giving. Sometimes you say, but Lord, this is too small. But God, will this really make a difference, Lord? Remember the way, remember the old woman when she gave in the temple and Jesus saw it? She was giving her best. How much did she give? Two copper coins. She did not allow announce to everyone, today I will give. Watch and learn. Maybe she was even too shy. Amen. She didn't want to get noticed because she knows it's of no value. But God knew that her giving, her give, she is giving her best. She is giving what she's living on. While the rest are giving out of extra, she is giving her everything. Don't give God your extra. Give God your best. What do you call the excess food in the plate? In English. Leftovers. Can you really tell God, Lord? 
Can you come? I love you so much. I prepared something for you. Get my leftovers. Do you want to be served with leftovers? You never come to a Buddha place. You never come to a, become a visitor. And then she said, I prepared something good for you. Here is my extra. You have slices of chicken there. A little of fries on this side. Use ketchup from here. And then you expect, I love you. Are we giving God just the morsel of food? Or are we giving Him our best? Amen? It also says here, fear aborts opportunity that faith aborts. Fear aborts opportunity that faith aborts. What if, just what if, what if, this is what the woman did when she saw Elijah. What if she said, Lord, what if this man is just, Lord, I'm a scammer. He just wants my food, Lord. And then what will happen to me and my son? What if what he did was this? He went to home, he cooked the bread quickly, and then let's eat, or else the man will eat this. They could have died, yeah? But because she did not allow fear to interfere, she allowed faith to move. I don't know what's going to happen, but I will give this to you. I don't care what will happen, I will just give this to you. And then she was provided for. Amen? So then, what if, you know what? When it's about the time to give, fear will tell you, And then I sit down, and then I don't give. But faith will always tell you, you needed this. Stand up. You needed this. Don't allow fear to abort what faith can afford. Because your faith will be able to release what's ought to be yours. Amen? So what you have and believe God for the harvest. Elijah told her to go and do what she has said. It also says here, sacrificial faith is the fire that ignites the miracle. Have you tried giving sacrificially? It hurts. But you have to. It hurts. But you have to. And you want it to. Amen? They say, but Pastor, God loves a cheerful giver. I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I know no matter how much I need this, but Lord, I love you more than this. That I'm ready to give you this. I'm ready, God, to sacrifice. Remember the story of Abraham. You know Abraham? He was waiting for his son for how many years? 25 years. 25 years he waited. Could you imagine the joy of seeing that child? We just waited for Abby for two years. When we saw her, our life changed. I cannot imagine the joy of Abraham when he saw Isaac for the first time. After 25 years. Maybe the way she, he carried Isaac it was very careful. 
maybe they would take care of the child because we've waited for this for 25 years. And then one day, just one day, God began to say, Abraham, you got a dog. Come to the mountain. Offer for me. And Abraham would say, Okay, Lord, I will. What do you want me to offer? Him. Isaac. Something that you've been waiting for for 25 years and that God will just tell you, release. If God would have said, Offer to me your mother-in-law. <laughs> I love my mother-in-law so much. But it could have been easier. Mom, you're kind of old now, yeah? Let's go! But God asked for something that hurts. Because God knows that was His best. But what did He do? He told Isaac, come on, we're gonna go. We will offer it to the Lord. And maybe Isaac was so excited. They went to the donkey. They were walking. They were now nearing the mountain. And this is what he said to his servants. Because he had his servants with him. Can you read all together? What did he say? He did not say, I will. He said, we will. Babalik kami. Stay here. We will come back. Because I know that my God will release if I release. He knew that on that mountain, He will sacrifice Isaac. But then He told His disciples, we will come back. Because it will always come back. Whatever you release for the Lord will come back. Not in the ways that you may imagine. But even in the ways more than you can imagine. But first, you have to release. Can we just, okay, for us to understand more about the story of Abraham. Can we all watch this? Because sacrificial giving is the fire that ignites the miracle. Sometimes God would ask you for something that would hurt. Sometimes God would require you for something that would really mean so much to you. It's not just money. It's not just your tithes. Maybe if you're going through something, but then God requires you to dance, you can still dance. Because that's what you give. You just don't know 
Maybe the teammates here are going through a tough time. But Eden still played the piano keyboard. Marvin still played the drums. You just don't know maybe what the tambourine dancers are doing to the room. But it's a sacrifice. It ignites the miracle. Because when God sees that heart that you are willing to give, He would release. But first, He must see that you are willing to release. Allow that sacrificial faith to ignite that miracle. Amen. Come on here, you need a miracle today. It's not an accident why you're here tonight, today. Because can you read all together? Those who sow with tears. So with dirty. This is my best God. Pero sinasabi na Diyos sa'yo, bitaw na. We'll reap with songs of joy. And those who go out weeping, carrying the seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. I know you know the story of how Adi came to happen. But I just really want to tell it over and over again. Because God prompted me to give to Pastor Samuel that time, my last. I was battling in myself. Lord, I have the late salary, God. I don't have anything to feed my wife if, I ever, if ever I give this, Lord. But God was telling me, hey, come on. You need this miracle. So I went to Pastor Samuel and released to him. Pastor, God is telling me to give this to you. Little did I know when I released that, God was releasing for me my daughter. God was releasing for me the best gift that I may never buy. God released to me the fullness of my joy. to see that sacrificial given. Because when he gave, he did not give easily. He gave out of sacrifice. Because you know what? God will give you things that money can never buy. Amen. What you're putting here may just be an amount. But what God will give you is something that money can't buy. Maybe your family is in the brink of falling apart. God can release that to you. But God needs to see that faith that God, it may hurt to give this, Lord. But I will. But I will, God. I will. Just like the heart of Abraham, it hurt so much. He was bringing along his son and the son was asking him, who do we offer? We don't have a ram. And then you just imagine the hurt of the father. He was tying the hand of Isaac. He was hugging him for the last time. And then he would give him. But what did God do? God said, now I see your faith. 
there may be tears on his own. But you'll reap with songs of joy. Come on here, you need a miracle today. You need something that money can't buy. You need God to do something that money can't buy. I'll be calling on the yellow box. Shall we plant? Before you plant, you may be in need. You may be in need. That whatever you're holding right now may be your last. But remember what happened to the bread when it was given to Elijah? It fed her three years. Before we plant, can you just close your eyes and think of the things that you're expecting from God? Think of that miracle that you would like to expect from God. Hear His voice telling you, allow the, the word of the Lord to come to you. This may be for your family. You may be sowing for your family right now. You may be sowing for your future right now. You may be sowing for that job that you're praying for. Allow that sacrificial faith to move. Allow that sacrificial faith to activate that miracle. Because once I also sowed for my mom, healing came forth upon her. Our God moves. So for your parents, so for the salvation of your family, so for your son, so for your daughter, so for the thing that money can't buy. And if you're willing and ready to plant, it may hurt. You may come here crying, bringing with you your seed to sow. But hold this promise, you will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. I open this altar. As you plant, plant with faith. As you drop whatever you want to sow, today give God your best. Today give something that you would say, Lord, this is out of sacrificial faith. Let's give.
I'll be standing. Father, inside, Lord, this box, there are seeds, Lord. Seeds for our family. Seeds for our parents, Lord. Seeds for our children. Seeds for our dreams, Lord. Inside this box, Lord Jesus, our sacrificial giving, Lord, that we gladly, Lord Jesus, release to you, Father God. And we believe, oh Lord, and we declare, Jesus, whatever we release shall be released unto us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Allow your miracle, Lord God, to happen upon your people right now in the name of Jesus. To all those who are praying, Lord God, for, for financial or get breakthrough, I declare upon them, oh Lord, financial freedom in the name of Jesus. For all those who are praying for their jobs, Father, I declare upon them, Lord, release to them the job that they are looking for, that they are praying for, Lord. Even God, maybe in this box, Lord, a prayer for a godly partner, Father God. A godly partner, Lord Jesus, who will be with them to serve and honor you, Lord. I declare upon them, release upon them, Lord, the godly partner in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Even God, maybe seeds here are for healing. So right now, I release healing to be upon them in the name of Jesus. Healing flow in Jesus' name. Even, Lord, for the things that money can't buy. Maybe a salvation of a family member, Lord. I release it upon them in Jesus' name. Maybe, Lord, a hope for a, for, for, for a failing marriage. Father, I release upon them harmonious marriage in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And maybe some are praying for a child, God. In this, for Jesus. In this basket is the seed for that child. Therefore, right now, in your glorious name, I release upon them the child that they've been praying for, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Brethren, receive your miracle today. Receive your miracle today. Receive your breakthrough today in the name of Jesus. Because you will return with songs of joy. And I declare you shall never run dry. You will never run dry. You will never run dry in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you so much for today, O oh Lord. Bless for Jesus, all your people who planted. May they harvest their seeds in due time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's all give God a hand.